Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Paddock Pass, the podcast where we talk all things motorsport. I'm your host Evie Spencer, an aspiring motorsport journalist from the UK and you can follow me on TikTok, Instagram and YouTube at Evie Spencer Motorsport. Make sure to follow my socials and this podcast for lots of motorsport content. Hope you enjoy! Okay, so today I'm here with Louis. Louis, would you like to introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Louis Sharp. I am 16 years old, originally from New Zealand, but now living in the UK, and I'm a professional racing driver. Perfect. So how did you start in motorsport? Yeah, so funny story, really. I got into motorsport completely by accident. So I do not come from a motorsport family at all. My dad was a, he was a professional rugby player, so his his goal or his, his dream for me was always to be a to be a rugby player, which for for a lot of years I was. So that was originally my my intended path. But it was actually one day after after a rugby game, we were just driving home and we we drove past the local go-kart track back in my hometown in New Zealand. And I kind of looked to my dad and said, This looks really cool. Can we can we stop and have a look? Which we which we did. Probably much to my dad's regret now, but but no, we did we did we did stop and we, we had a look and then one of the local club members came over to us and kind of said, Do you guys wanna do you wanna have a go? If you come back next week, we'll have a go kart sort of for you, which which we did. I was probably only five or six at the time, so I was fairly young. But no, I had a I had a go that following week and from the first time I, I drove out the pits, I instantly just fell in love with it and I've I've never looked back since. So did you do karting for a while then before you got into cars? Yeah, so I, I karted for, for a number of years. I think my, my journey to, to F4 last year is probably quite different to, to most of the others on the grid. Obviously, being in New Zealand, things are a little bit different. So I karted up until the age of about 12 or 13. And I, we, I guess we, we had plans to go over to Europe and do a full, a full campaign of karting in Europe. But that was about 2020. So obviously COVID happened and New Zealand shut down. So unfortunately, we weren't able to, to leave the country to go make that happen. So we used that time to actually step up into cars. So you can, you can drive cars from quite a young age in, in New Zealand. So about, I think I was probably 12 or 13 when I first had to go. I did a season of Formula First, they call it, which is a, a single-seater car. Not very fast. Road tyres, they're, they're pretty slow, but they make for, for very exciting racing. So I did a season of that when I was about 13 and then stepped up to Formula Ford after that. And then about halfway through the year, we, we got an approach from, from Roden, my, my, current, my current sponsor, to, to get over to the UK and, and go do British F4. So British F4 is a big step up from that, isn't it? So the stuff you were doing before, was that also single-seater? Yeah, so all the, all the car racing I had done previously was, was single-seaters, although... A lot slower than a than an F4 car. None of it was on slick tires, or none of them had any any wings either. So zero zero downforce whatsoever. So although it was a single seater race car, it was quite a bit different to the to the Formula Four, and it definitely took a completely different driving style to to adapt to the new car. Yeah, and was that difficult to adapt? Like, how long did that take you? Do you think to kind of adapt to that? Did you need testing and stuff like that? Yeah. So I think for most people going into Formula 4 it always takes a bit because it's a, it's a big step up whether you've done any car racing previously or you're straight from karting but unfortunately I did not have a lot of time on my hands so I figured out I was racing in, in British F4 about two weeks before the season started so I was still in New Zealand at the time 
So I flew over very late. I arrived. The car wasn't even ready for me. So my first test day was in the, the older generation of car. I got my car probably about a week before the before the first round. So I think I did maybe one or two test days before it all started. So it was all very, I guess we were on the back foot to to start to start off. Also, to make matters worse, I was also too young to compete in the first three races of the championship. So it was all... It was all a bit, no, I mean, we, we definitely started off on the back foot, but I think I, I did a fairly good job of, of adapting fairly quickly. My first my first race weekend, I had two podiums. So it was, no, it was a definitely a successful start, but it definitely, it, I mean, it took it took a little bit to, to adapt, but I think I've, I've generally been pretty good at getting into a different car and being straight on the pace straight away. Gosh, that is madness. That sounds like a lot of chaos. <laughs> this is what I always say to everybody, like motorsport, wherever you are in motorsport it is literal chaos like there is never anything that goes completely right the whole time so yeah that definitely proves that point so obviously you won British F4 congratulations that's a very big achievement so do you want to tell me about your winning season so how obviously it started off on the back foot but how did you bring it back from that yeah so it was actually so last year was my was my first year in, in British Year Four in twenty twenty two, and that was the that was the season where I missed the first three races. And then coming into this year, although it was my first full season in the championship, I had done a decent amount of of driving in that car to to prepare for it. So last year was always kind of be was always going to be the learning year, even though we ended up still finishing I think P four in our first season despite everything. So then stepping into this year, it was it was the year we were going to go out and, and hopefully win. It was not easy by all means. It was extremely tough. The the year started off extremely well at like, the first round at Donington, but we went through a bit of a dry spell between the middle of the season where we just weren't really getting the results we, we probably should have been, which was a bit confusing because the team was still doing a good job. I was still doing a good job, but things weren't really working out for us. But, but no, I mean, at, in the middle of the season, everything gets taken away, all the engines get reset and everything gets gets equalized. And from that point onwards we were we were extremely fast. So the, the last three or four rounds of the championship, the pace was really good. I don't think I qualified outside the top two in those in those last three or four rounds. So no, it was it was tough. It was a lot of highs and lows. There was definitely a lot of points during the season where I wasn't actually sure if I was going to win. And then to be heading into the last the last round of the championship with, with one point between me and second place. It was no, it was definitely it was definitely tough, but at that point I couldn't get third. So the worst I could get was second. So I had nothing to lose. So it was just full send and, and trying to win. That is absolutely crazy. And that is a huge achievement to pull back from. It must be terrifying. I can't imagine never driven a car myself, wouldn't dare get in one. <laughs> but it must be absolutely terrifying. So I have major respect for anyone who can do it. So that is really, really cool. So what is the motorsport life like? I mean, I know you mentioned you moved over here um, from New Zealand like two weeks before your season started. So how is the rest of the motorsport life? You know, it's 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 pretty full on, but I absolutely love it. I don't go to school anymore, so I've had to I've had to give up on that. So my my life is all about all about racing really. So when I'm not when I'm not driving, I just have to do a lot of travel. So a lot of my time is spent traveling from from racetrack to racetrack or even from from country to country really so it's no it's it's tough it's a busy schedule but when I'm not when I'm not racing I'm not traveling I'm traveling I'm in the gym almost every day so I do 
yeah, I do. I do a lot of training. It's what I really do. Or I'm, I'm on the simulator or working with the team or, or something. So it is, no, it's a busy schedule. It definitely keeps me, keeps me working hard, but, but I guess it's what you have to do and it's what it takes if you want to achieve the, achieve the top of the sport. Yeah. And I think the higher up you get, the more time you have to put into it as well. So, yeah. And I just want to go into more about the gym because I've had people mention it, but no one can like actually like has told me a lot about it. So can you tell me kind of what training you have to do to be a uh, Formula 4 driver? Yeah, so I think the uh, racing driver's training, it's it's slightly different to, to, I guess, the average the average gym person obviously it's important you've got to be very strong as a racing driver especially like around your neck and, and core as well but also at the same time you still have to be fairly light and you still have to keep keep pretty pretty slim so it's it's a different type of training but at the end of the day we're still I guess we're still like high performance athletes so we're still very well-rounded in terms of of our or I guess our how fit and how strong we are but I think most of the most of the training especially as you start to get higher up the higher up the ranks is more is more, I guess, neck focus because you gotta you gotta have a strong neck to be all uh, to be able to to withstand the the high G force. Yeah, and I can imagine it's probably going round a track that quickly. It's definitely not easy. So, I can imagine it's very difficult. Do you go to the gym every day? Did you say? Not quite every day. I think mainly for the fact where I wouldn't have a week of just doing being, like being free every day to, to be able to do it. I probably try go at least five or six days a week or if I'm not if I'm not in the gym I'm out on my bike or out for a run doing doing something so I mean it is tough to to fit in like I guess consistent time to to go to the gym with with all the traveling with all the racing but once the season starts and once it kind of settles down then you kind of it's a bit easier to get into a, a more consistent routine but I definitely try go at least five or six days yeah that is a lot more than me I can't lie I try I try but I struggle so how do you you've mentioned this briefly but I wanted to see if you want to expand on it you're more than welcome to so you've said that you're done with school now so do you work separately how do you balance life around motorsport you know it can it can definitely be very tough so originally when I moved over in 2022 I was doing online school at the same time as well as as well as the racing which was going well for the first few months but with the busy schedule we kind of find if you if you're focusing on school, it's hard to it's hard to fit it all in, really. So no, I mean, I've like I said, I've had to I've had to give up on the schooling, which is a shame because I did I did enjoy school probably more for the for the social side of it, but I still I still did pretty well in school, so I did I did enjoy it. And in terms of work, I I don't work really. But I guess motorsport is is my job, so this is this is everything I do, and this is what I put a hundred percent of my of my time and effort into. And I guess. If you want to be a Formula One driver, which is is my dream, you gotta you gotta be like that. You can always go back to school or go back to work if if you have to. But if you want to be an F one driver, you've only got one shot, and you need to make the most of it. Yeah, and I think so. You're my age, so sixteen, and that just baffles me that someone is like doing Formula Four at my age. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> it panics me a little bit because I feel like, what am I actually doing with my life, kind of thing. <laughs> okay um so it is really good that you're like getting that and to be fair I believe in you I think women in that soon in British Formula 4 is absolutely incredible so what is the best piece of advice that you could give to someone who is wanting to be in your position in the future yeah good question I think I think the best advice I could give is just to 
just to stay focused and work hard really but at the same time you've got to love what you're doing because if you don't love if you don't love it if you don't love the training if you don't love the travel if you don't love any of it it's it's extremely hard to to be the best at it so I think you know you gotta you gotta stay focused and work hard also though it's a it's a it's a tough sport there's a lot of highs and lows and it's easy to kind of get caught up in, in the lows and let it affect you so I think as long as you can just control what you're doing and just make sure every time you get out in the car for every every session or every every time you're in the gym just make the most of it and just do the best job you can I think if you can you can do that everything else will kind of fall into place yeah and I think it's important to keep positive because in everyday life it is obviously as well but I feel like motorsport can really knock you down sometimes and I've seen it at the low like in karting and stuff so I went and watched loads of karting races um and even at that level you can see it's just so heartbreaking when you like lose a race or you get knocked off the track and sometimes it can't even this very like there's a lot of things that are out of your control so it is difficult but that is a really good piece of advice and I can't really use that advice but I think that would be very helpful to people who can so what is your biggest achievement so far this is just show off as much as you can biggest achievement I think I think my biggest achievement is probably winning the the British Air Force Championship. Obviously, back home in New Zealand, I won of I won a lot of like national karting, karting championships and karting events, but I don't think any of that like even comes close to to winning the Air Force Championships. I think that's that's my biggest achievement to date. I've also been lucky enough, lucky enough that the back half of this year I've won a I've won a few awards. So I guess. Things like I've I've won an award with the with the BRDC, the British Racing Drivers Club. So there was the, the the Henry Surtees Award. So to be I guess to be picked by by David Coulthard, who's obviously had a an amazing career in, in Formula One, to have been chosen by him to 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 win that award, I think to me was 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 really special. I guess to be recognised by such a such a high club like them, and also such a such a high person like him. Also, I was voted. Oh, what's it called? Oh. I've forgotten the name of it. <laughs> okay. Um, I've had a complete mind blank. I was voted the the National Racing Drivers of the Year by them, and also that was a that was a, a public vote as well, which was which was really cool. So, so the the company they they selected their their top ten, I guess, national British racing drivers. I was alongside a lot of the British touring car drivers like Ash Sutton, and I think Colin Turgeton, like those those kind of guys who are at the at the top of their game in their in their I guess genre of motorsport. And there was a there was a poll that went out to the public and actually I was very surprised but I got I got voted the the rate the national racing driver of the year by the public. So again that was a another very cool achievement. I guess to be recognized by by people over here, especially because I'm not from the country well, I was born here, but I grew up in New Zealand. So I'm kind of new to the country. Yeah, to be recognized by the by the British motorsport fans was was really cool as well. Yeah, that sounds so cool. So what are your plans for the near future? So what's what's going on this season? Yeah, so this season I'll be stepping up to the GB3 Championship. So remaining in the UK and also remaining with my current team, Rotor Motorsport. I'm really looking forward to it. It's a, it's a really cool car and it's a cool championship as well. We also go to some very cool, some very cool racetracks. So... It's going to be a big step up. Obviously, being a rookie in this championship, there's a there's a lot to learn and, and not a lot of amount of time, especially because the, the season starts in March. So it comes around fairly quickly. 
but no, yeah, stepping up to GB3, yeah, I, I really can't wait. And I'm, I'm looking forward to, to another good year and hopefully following in the, in the success that we did last season. Yeah, so can you tell me more about GB3? Because I have heard of it and I know it's good, but I'm not quite sure, like, in com- like what do you do? Where do you go? Yeah. Yeah. So, so GB three, it's kind of a, a middle ground between F four and FIA F three. So it's a it's a step up from from F four, but still one below FIA F three. So it's kind of a it's a good place we where drivers out of F four, and I guess in order to prepare for for the FIA F three championship. So it's it's still a, a British run championship. We do go to to three overseas venues. So we go to Spa, Zandvoort, and the Hungara Ring. So some three. Some three pretty cool tracks. I'm really looking forward to to getting on them. Uh, I've done a test day on Spa so far, and that was that was amazing. It's definitely my favourite track I've, I've driven so far. So I really can't wait to to race there. But it's the it's the highest single seater category in in the UK, if if that makes sense. Wow, that is really cool. The fact you get to go overseas as well is super cool. I didn't know you went overseas actually. I thought if it was like a British Championship, it would be all in Britain. So that's actually really cool. And a fact I did not know. So what is the dream in motorsport? Yeah, the the dream is definitely Formula One. Not only that, I want to be a I want to be a world champion. So that is that is my goal. Obviously, I do understand what it takes to get there. And I do know that there's a lot of a lot of variables that have to go right. It's not just about having the talent. So no, there's a there's a lot of hard work and, and dedication ahead of me. But you know, this is this is my passion, this is my dream, and I'm willing to put hundred percent of, of everything I have into it. So there's there's no plan B for me. This is this is everything I've got. I love that. I've had people like Formula One, but if I don't make it to Formula One, it's this. And I love that there's one dream and it's like I'm getting there I love the dedication I think that's so cool so okay here's a side question who would you want to race with current drivers on the grid if you went into Formula One like this season who would you where would you go who would you want to race with to be honest like in terms of like teams I honestly I have I have no preference I just want to be with the team that's going to give me the best chance of winning whether that's Red Bull or Ferrari or, or Williams, I, I really don't mind, to be honest. I just I just want to win. That's all I care about. In terms of being teammates with someone, I'm a full-time driver at the moment, but I'd love to be teammates with, with Liam Lawson, obviously a fellow a fellow New Zealander, and I know him really well. Also being backed by by Roden Cars. He's also got the same gym trainer as me, so I get to I get to train with him a lot, which is which is cool. I mean I'm 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 good mates with him. So I'd love to be teammates with him. But yeah, no, like I said, I really don't care which which team I'm in or where I am. I just I just want to be winning. Yeah, I think that's good. I like that. So I think that's a really good one. Uh, who are your motorsport heroes? Yeah, I think so. I think my the, the first one that comes to mind is, is Sebastian Vettel. So when I first started go-karting and first started watching Formula One, as about, a, I think, a five or a six-year-old, Sebastian Vettel, he was absolutely dominating the sport. So... He's definitely someone that, as a as a young child, that I I mean I, I always looked up to whoever was winning, and it was it was him. So he's definitely a a hero. Also, there's a lot of New Zealand drivers I look up to, like Scott Dixon, who else? Like Brendan Hartley, Nick Cassidy, Mitch Evans. So although they're not they're not necessarily in Formula One, they're still at the top of their game in, in whatever championship they're racing. And so they're they're definitely guys that I that I know and that I look up to. My all-time, my all-time favorite. I never obviously got to watch him race, but it was 
Ayrton Senna. So he was kind of my my absolute idol just from watching old old racing videos and stuff of him. I actually I named my dog after him. My dog is called Senna. So but yeah, I think I think he's probably the one that that comes to mind the most. Yeah. Senna is, I think, just one of them people who's just everyone looks up to. He's so cool. I went to Williams last year, the like for the work experience thing. Okay. Um and we were walking around the because they have like a museum in okay. the factory. But they had, because obviously he was at Williams, so they had loads of Ayrton and Senna stuff. Oh, wow. And I still, in to this day, have the photos favorited in my phone just because I just look back and I'm just like, that's so cool. Yeah, that would have <laughs> been really cool to see all that. But yeah, Ayrton and Senna, so cool. So my last question I ask to everyone, I get some wacky answers. So go as wacky as you need to go. Okay. But if you could get a paddock pass to any race in the world, it doesn't have to be Formula One, it could be anything, where would you go? Good question. I think maybe not so much for the racing, but just for just for the experience. I'd love to go to Monaco. I feel like that would be that would be really cool. Also the Indy five hundred. I've I've seen stuff and I've I've heard a lot of really good things about it. Apparently it's just like a it's an awesome weekend to to go to. But I think I think I'd have to say Monaco, definitely. Just to just to be in Monaco, I've I've never been. I'd love to go, and and seeing if one cars drive around the streets would be would be pretty pretty cool. That's my top a hundred percent. But I get such mixed opinions on it. So oh, really? I've had people say it should be off the calendar and bored. Like people don't like it, and I just don't understand why. I'm like, I know the racing's not good, but it's iconic. It's always got to be there, in my opinion. Yeah, I I so. agree. I think it's definitely Monaco's a track. What I'd it's definitely a track which I'd I'd love to drive. Although the racing maybe not be the most exciting. I think, I mean, as a place and the the, the track itself, like it, it's it's tough. There's there's no room for error. So I think the the best drivers really really come out around there. So that's why I think I like it a lot. Yeah, and it looks very difficult to drive. It looks so difficult. I would be so nervous. Even if I was like Lewis Hamilton, I would be so nervous crashing into one of those walls. They yeah, look, it's like such a tight track. It's yeah. ridiculous. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I love it. I've got Monaco. Can't see because my background's blurred, but I've got Monaco up on my wall, like the track outline, because I love it so much. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. No problem. Thank you very much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Paddock Pass podcast with me, Evie Spencer. Make sure to follow this podcast for more episodes and head over to my socials for more motorsport content.